new sisters, one podcast, and a whole lot of struggles. This is Real Talk, y'all. It's Tim. And Troy. Welcome to May Struggle. Yo, we back with that new new. Can you do us a favor, though? Screenshot this episode and share it with a friend. Tag us on Instagram at Lay Struggle Podcast. Leave a review and let us know how you feel about it. Let's get into this episode. You ready for me? I want to know your name, man. I want to know if you got a man. I want to know. Okay. <laughs> Our friend Mario, we used to love, we love you. that CD. Oh my God. And I lost my CD on an airplane. Ooh, and Tamara was mad. Look, it was my CD. And she was <laughs> You didn't appreciate it. You were too little. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I love that CD. I love my whole CD player. Ooh, and y'all remember that. them old CD cases we used to have? I had my CD case in there. I had copied my sister because she used to put the insert in the CD on top of the CD. (laughs) So I had copied her. I had a little mini version and I left all that in there. So funny. Anyway, (laughs) focus. Okay. Welcome back to Lay Struggle. What's up, y'all? Hope you are having an awesome week thus far. We are getting Ooh. into some stuff. Yeah, that was a good one. I'll be working real hard <laughs> to get them pops. They have to come natural. Yeah. But um, we are talking about a really um, controversial topic. Maybe not always talked about. It is, you know, talked about. But we're going to bring some light and talk about how we feel about it. And we are talking about race and entitlement today. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why this topic came up is because um, not too long ago, so you know sometimes i'll be doing uber in my spare time to pick up some extra change okay i sound like alien but anyway (laughs) so i was doing a delivery right i already felt like and this is probably my own complex but i already felt like i'm this black girl walking in here doing deliveries but there was this big (laughs) it was a huge building um in houston that i have never seen it it was very high end um you know it was like furniture stores in there but it would be like somewhere like beyonce would go like Mm -hmm. fill her house up you know and it was just really high end i'd never seen it and i was like dang i'm gonna be here one day i'm gonna go by filling Mm -hmm. my house out of here one day and it was like so many floors i mean every store was glass windows so you could see straight in it was it was bomb when you walked in it was a like a kiosk right in the middle where the security was at and you had to let them know you know what you were doing whatever oh how dare it was you big. yeah um <laughs> and i went up the elevator and it was actually a um there was a, a music world in there what? i don't know what this i risked it still don't know what this i'll let you know where this exactly <laughs> but anyway so while i was on the elevator um two of my caucasian friends not literally my friends but (laughs) um two caucasian people got on the elevator um and to be honest with you i think it was one caucasian and one latina x i think and what's crazy is even with the latina x person on the elevator i felt very inferior like immediately when they got in 
Um, I tried to, you know, I smiled and said hello. Now, I say that loosely because sometimes when I smile, I don't know that I'm not smiling. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, maybe I'm tripping. But I smiled and nobody returned the smile, right? So they get on the elevator and they like, one is like super up to the door while I'm in the back. And that was the Caucasian person. And then the Latina was like all the way on the other side. So, I was like, okay, it's super silent. They all looking straight ahead. So, I was like, okay, well, I'm looking straight ahead. Um, The thing about it was that I felt very uh, inferior. I felt like, I don't want to say like the slave child, but I did feel like that. And my question to Tamara was, I was like, okay, in this situation... Did they have a responsibility to make me feel comfortable in that elevator? Or was that just my own complex that I needed to work out in my brain? For me, I don't think that anybody owes anyone a smile. I think it's polite. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because of our history, you know, walking into an elevator, you have... People grabbing their purse, clutching right. it closer, walk by a car, they lock the door. So that's already in your head. You don't know if they're just a-holes or yeah. <laughs> if they're racist. So although I don't believe it's their responsibility, um, I don't fault any of us for feeling that way. Because oftentimes it is because of race. Yeah. And it's a terrible feeling. So we don't know which one is being you know, regular and which one is doing it because they're racist. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I know that if there is a room full of black people Mm -hmm. and a white person walks in, um, I automatically feel like I should make this person feel comfortable. And I know that is making some people cringe right now. Like they'd be like, we ain't make no white people feel comfortable. But we do that. But you know, it's not coming from a place of me feeling like they are better or superior or whatever. It's literally coming from a place of compassion because I know how it feels exactly. to That's walk into a say. room where everybody else is different. It's uncomfortable. And you don't know how they are seeing you. And I don't want you to think that in my brain I'm thinking you think you better. Because I, I know how it feels. Exactly. <laughs> For people to think that I think I'm better when I walk into a yeah. room. No, I don't. You know, and I don't want you to think that I automatically assume that of you i want you to feel like okay this is another person everybody in this room are people Mm -hmm. and i can be comfortable here and i can be myself so i think like walking into that elevator is a projection like i felt like because i feel like i would have done that for someone or i was willing to do that which was to me a sign of that's why i smiled that was a sign of me letting you know hey i'm peaceful Mm -hmm. i'm i'm friendly i don't feel you know a type of way because you are don't look like me or you don't have the same experience as me i felt like i should have got that in return yeah but i do agree i do agree that you know they don't owe me jack they don't know me and i don't know what that person was going through or what they were thinking about or how their day was going or whatever maybe they just didn't want to talk yeah maybe they just wasn't feeling it because there are days when i'm just like look exactly you don't know i'm not in the mood you can't make that (laughs) assumption right you know some people just don't like people yeah no matter what race you are don't like none of y'all you know some people are like that you know so you can't make the assumption and react on it but you know we're gonna feel a way because of you know the flack that we get uh flack is not the word (laughs) 
for what we experience. Um, I haven't had that experience on the elevator. Everybody's uh, kind to me. I don't know if maybe it's just me. People talk to me even though I be willing to be quiet. <laughs> so, yes. you know, I don't know. But um, I have backed. You know what? I live in Katy now. And um, although the neighborhood that I live in is mostly us black and brown, um, there are areas where it's straight white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, uh, for me, I never thought I would feel that way as a child because, you know, people called me white. Yeah. <laughs> and I always felt comfortable because I was just being myself and nobody made fun of me for it. But as I got older and more experienced, you know, as an older black person is more of a threat the older you get. Mm-hmm. And um, I started experiencing things. So being in that neighborhood, in any neighborhood where I'm not the majority, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I get nervous because I don't know if someone might, you know, say, oh, they're, they're driving two miles over the speed limit. Can you come get them? You know, I don't yeah. know. And then I end up dead. So, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm cautious being in areas where... You know, I'm a speck of pepper in in rice. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me very, very nervous. And although, I, I don't know. I mean, I in certain situations, I'm trying to see if I really feel like, depending on the situation, should someone be a decent human being and... Extend themselves. Extend that kindness, that warmness, but, knowing that you know we feeling uncomfortable. And you then, know it. But you also have to think, like, do they know? I mean, I feel like sometimes some cultures are in the dark, even though it's everywhere. Mm. You should know. But it's like, not necessarily that they don't know, but they're not thinking about it. Like, for us, it's a regular thing because it's an everyday it's situation. It's <laughs> yeah. life. This is what happens to me every day. But if you don't have those type of oppressions or, you know, those type of things mm. don't happen to you, that's not readily on your mind to yeah. say, oh, this person feels uncomfortable or possibly feels uncomfortable because of the things that happen between our uh, communities or our races or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should try to make them feel comfortable. So they may not be thinking about it at all. We need to continue to have the conversations mm-hmm. so that we can make people aware and the people that are willing because they're not racist can <laughs> extend that, um, that invitation. Come on. Yeah, in. That act of kindness. We're here. Just to let, we love you. No, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. not that type, you know, that's not me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that would make me feel much more at ease. And yeah. to me, that's all it is, is I'm trying to make you feel at ease. You know, it's just even just not dealing with race. I think about like when we have family get togethers and one of my cousins bring a significant other for the first yes. time. Like it's it can be, you know, unnerving when you walk into a room and everybody with each yeah. other and you over here on the couch by yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, somebody who is comfortable in this environment should reach out to this person yes. so they feel comfortable enough to join in. And that's the type of person that I am. Yeah. And then you have people that feel like, you know, we've been treated so I can't even find a word that fits the treatment of black people over time. We don't owe nobody nothing because right. they definitely don't do that for us you know i always think about i call it the apollo effect you remember how back in the day if there was a white person or asian person that would come you know everybody was extra like they Mm -hmm. would fall out their seats they'd be like 
And they're yeah. like, yes, sir, yes. <laughs> Just because they're they were another race and they don't want them to feel bad yeah. because they're here amongst all these black people and they were brave enough to come out. So we're going to make you feel good. And for uh, some black people, they feel like you're monkey shining. Like, yeah. why do all that if they're not going to do that for us? And see, and that was the line I was talking about earlier. Like, I don't want somebody to feel like, you know, I'm doing it because you are white and I feel like you deserve it or, you know, yeah. whatever. It's not about that, you know, and you do get, you know, now you got me saying it's not flat. What is the word we trying to say? <laughs> but they do give you, you know, some type of, you know, they show disdain for that. Yes. You know, when you are uh, overly kind or overly like trying to be buddy buddy with, yeah. you know, someone of another race, they feel like you're just kissing their butt, basically. Yeah. It's because we've been hurt. There have been experiences that make you feel like I'm not giving you anything. I don't have to. Yeah. You know, after what you've done to me, I don't have to do that. I'm not going to do it. I think, you know, people go too hard for the cause sometimes mm-hmm. to, to the point that you become irrational. I look, I am borderline. I always joke and say I'm borderline Black Panther. <laughs> you know, don't want nobody to think I'm out here plotting or anything like that. But I'm I am for my people. But I'm still rational. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to um, allow things that I know isn't right just in the name of, you know, my blackness. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's fair. Yeah. That's the same thing we accuse racist white people of doing. Right. You know it's wrong. Just like supporting Trump. You know what he's doing is wrong. But you're going to support it anyway. Yeah, but you're going to support it anyway in the name of why power. You know, you don't. Why it's okay. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) I don't want to be that person either. If the goal is really unity, then you really need to do, you know, lean more towards things that unite us. Yeah. Unless you just, you're trying to start a war. (laughs) You know, I thought we were trying to, you know, come together. Do you ever find yourself, um, suppressing who you are when you are in a room with other races or other people definitely i have a a different person i can't even help it because (laughs) it's so natural it's so it comes out naturally because i you know immediately i thought of uh the flash and uh what is that girl (laughs) that have two personalities within herself oh Uh, frost Frost. yes so it's like it's a part of me it's like she come out when she needs to come out and Troy comes out when she want to come out, and mm-hmm. uh, you know James comes out Sharon. when she needs to come out. <laughs> Sharon comes out when I'm with my peoples. Yeah, and you know what? I even do it with black folk because you know, yes. like, oh my god, I'm, and with some people, they they think that I talk. They, I'm tired of censoring stuff. I'm trying so hard. They feel like I talk white, especially when I was younger. Yeah. I always got that. So I was in my room practicing words because people were talking about me yeah. and how white I sounded. And that was offensive, you know, <laughs> to say it. That was supposed to be offensive. So um, with black people, especially if they're a little hood, it's I find myself hood being hood. And I'm not, I'm not even like that. I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, you know. I, I don't know. I can't even stop it. Yes, girl. You know, not like, even that. Like I get me. like Bonquisha, 
you know, she ain't never been out the hood. They don't know Look, nothing but hood. You know, it goes there because I, people treat me bad. I had to do that recently. Based on assumptions. And in my brain, like, this is the 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 ADD that was going on in my mm-hmm. brain. Like, it was just like, Troy, why are you doing this? And I could uh, feel myself trying to pull back to me. And then I'd be, like, sliding right back into it. Like, yeah, I do that with my people all the time. You know, depending on... How you act, I will like try to make you comfortable by adopting your, you know, instead of just being me regardless. It depends on who it is. Like if you're, I don't want to say that. (laughs) If I know you've been around some black folk. And you got a little extra flavor with you. Yeah. I feel more comfortable to be myself. Yeah. Because you won't be alarmed by it. Yeah. I, it's and, and I hate that. I hate that I do that. Yeah, me too. But we've been conditioned to do that. We've been taught that all things black are wrong, incorrect, unprofessional, scary, you know, scary, intimidating, aggressive, aggressive. Yes. Yeah, so we, we we pull back. We tone it down and put on so that we're not seen as offensive. aggressive, offensive, so I'm not offending you, you know, abrasive. And so, and that's the line between what we were talking about, you know, making someone comfortable in the room. You know, there's a difference to me between, you know, me just welcoming you into a conversation or, you know, smiling at you or whatever. So you are not afraid or uncomfortable versus Mm. me becoming a whole nother person so that you are comfortable and that's why you have the people who seem extreme who tell you don't do that f that because they're like no one the reason why we feel this way is because nobody's worried about making us comfortable right and we're we we monkey shine and trying to make you comfortable and you could care less you couldn't care less and (laughs) here's the thing like what do you do to make me comfortable because i used to work um, at a a marketing firm when I was in high school and you know I would walk in and I would be like you know good morning hey everybody blah 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 and there was this one lady every day she would say to everybody good morning Susan hi Bob hi Ricky and then she'd look at me what's up girl <laughs> but why ma'am <laughs> you know so it's like where I would tone my country loud whatever i normally have with my family mm-hmm. down and i might even sometimes adopt a valley girl tone mm-hmm. to make somebody comfortable when voice. she adopts what i think what she thinks is what a black girl is yeah. comfortable with it's offensive mm-hmm. so it's like dang like i'm doing that to make people comfortable but when they do it to me i'm mad yeah. So where is the line? It you, uh, you have to establish those lines. I mean, it may it may just be that way. Yeah. It may just make you mad. They're doing that because they think that that's what makes you comfortable. Just like we're code switching and talking like this because we think that's what makes you comfortable. We're both doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we're both doing it. That's not how I talk yeah. at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Close note. That's what I'm at home. Yeah. When I go there, I'm like, guys, guys, could you yeah. please? So we're both doing hey, I'm it. On the phone, can you guys hold it? Yes. Down? Like, no, I've been hollering at my kids all to day be long. Honest, in the store, that is like, like the first time I have like recognized that, acknowledged that that <laughs> I do that on a regular, but I would get mad if somebody do it to yeah. me. So, you know, I feel like I guess because I feel like it's demeaning. 
But in her brain, she's probably doing it's the same the thing that I do. It. You know, that's why they get upset. They don't understand. Like, well, you're doing it, and why is it wrong when I do it? Yeah, because it's the history. It's the history behind. And I think it. it's like I'm trying so hard for you to not see me that way, and for you to come up to me anyway and still hit me with that. Like, but we I don't shouldn't know. feel <laughs> we shouldn't feel embarrassed about who we are. Right? They t- racist people told us that talking that way being hood and I'm in air quoting is a negative thing why is your way of speaking the your professional way the standard yeah that's wrong already so we in some of it we have to change within ourselves because we we know there are things that have been ingrained in us since slavery mm-hmm. we've got to change that and then also they need to know you know, to be a caring person for us to be in unity, um, you need to know how to deal with us. You need right. to know how to. I'm trying to say this in the right way, because it, it it's, it's like gearing toward leading towards saying that, you know, you have to adjust yourself because it triggers me. Yeah. Uh, but as a person, like if, if someone was raped, you adjust yourself because of their triggers. Yeah. You do that just to be a decent human being. Right. So if you would do that in any other situation, do that for me too. Yeah. You know, it, you know in certain situations, not so, all the time. That even, it's just such a muddy water because yes. that example that you gave, yes, if somebody was raped, I'm not going to touch you a certain way because I don't want to, you know, make you feel mm-hmm. or whatever. So then in that retrospect, it's like, then I should code switch. Because I don't want to set you off, but it's it's just such money. I'm not saying that I should. I'm just saying that if you're looking at the principle like that and it's just a flat principle, black, white, then that's the way it looks. But it's not not black and white. Is because they consider us abrasive just Mm -hmm. for being a normal human being that just happens to be different. And that is your problem. That's not a trauma. The trauma is with us because you we've been killed. Because of the way we listen to our music, the volume of our music, sitting down in the car, you know, just, just being, yeah, we've been killed for that. So that's why we code switch. Cause we, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It's scary. And the crazy thing is that, you know, we talk about entitlement and, um, within opposite races, but we have it within our own community mm-hmm. as well. You know, we, there's. You know, so many people that are, you know, starting new businesses, especially Mm -hmm. black business. That's a big thing right now. You know, buying black, supporting black culture, you know, not asking for a discount, you know, blah, 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 all of those things. And, you know, it's just, um, I don't want to say known, but it's like a thing that black people don't support each other the way that other cultures support each other. And we expect that because I'm black, you should support me because you black. You know, but, and I believe in that, honestly, Mm -hmm. because all of the other, not all, I don't want to generalize, but there are a lot of other cultures that support each other like that. Like you will see, um, Middle Eastern families, they own businesses and they bring their people in and they Mm -hmm. make sure they own businesses and they keep that money in their community so that they can come up together. You know, white people. A lot of white families, they 
you know, leave things to their children so that they don't have to struggle, that they, you know, I built this business and I'm giving it to you so you can start off rich and you ain't got to go there. You know, they have, uh, you know, Hispanic families. They'll all live in the same house, be 50 people in one house so that they can all pay a dollar for rent Mm -hmm. and everybody can have good credit and rent and all of that things. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at the black community, that's not how that goes. You know, in most cases, we don't leave our children something. Our children got to struggle. We got to learn how to build our credit uh, from the ground up. You know, we don't uh, bring other black people into our businesses so that we can all grow. We don't hold our hand out and teach you how did I get to where I am. No, you got to struggle like I struggled and I'm going to step on your head in the meantime so I can get I, there. I think that that is um, a misconception. I think that we're told that we're so inferior, so bad compared to every other race that we start to believe that. I, I, You know, how could there be black businesses if black people didn't bring each other in? I bet if we go out and look at those places, there's black people there. But we're so used to that narrative that we don't really consider what is actually happening. And also, I think it's it's um, different... I mean, there's different countries. These people are coming from countries that may be in poverty, coming here for a better life. So they're working hard. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're in a different culture than us as Americans. You know, when Africans come here, they do the same thing as black folk, but they're coming from something from impoverished conditions. So it, it creates a different work ethic. I think we're Americanized. Yeah, as and black I know people. Africans are black, but I still see that as two totally different cultures. Yeah, that's and, what, and yeah, identities that's what I'm saying. And, and I think it is I still think it's different. I know that there are black businesses. I'm not saying that there aren't any black businesses and but it is still I mean, it's not even just what people told. I see because I own businesses and I see, <laughs> you know, how black people are doing me as a business owner and not wanting to help or always um you know trying to take advantage or you know take more out of you and it's sad to me Mm -hmm. because I can't go to my black brother and I'm not saying everybody Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying you know in many cases or the cases that I've ran into you know if I try to get support from my black sister and my black brother it's an issue you know, it's a harder tug than if it were for me to get that help from someone else. And I, that may be a cultural thing. It may be a I historical think it's a cultural thing. thing. It's a historical thing. Um, you know, there are less opportunities for us as well. So they have put we're us in a position. <laughs> right. They've put us in a position where, you know, we have to fight and claw to get what we want because they historical. don't want us there. They want us doing what we're doing. So for some people, even though it's not all black people, um, you know, just like, for example, just with Bank of America, if you want to get a loan to start a business, you can have a perfect credit score. You can have everything that you need to qualify. But a white person who has a terrible credit score, a horrible credit history will get a better loan than you or you may not get one at all. So it's hard for us to get mm-hmm. there. So when someone comes to you, you may be traumatized. Like, I don't want to help. You know, it's it's something behind that that yeah. makes people do that. And it's not just that black people are just terrible. There's It's it's harder for us. Yeah. And I'm not We're saying lower black on the people total are pole, terrible. You know? But I do know that, you know, there are other things that oppress us. Mm-hmm. But I also strongly believe that, 
you know, and I think it kind of goes into like the conversation we had in another episode where we were saying like, at some point you have to get to the point where you identify that and you see that that's what's happening and you're going to have to kind of push past that for a greater good Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not a part of the problem because I identify as black. So if I'm not doing everything that I can to change the situation, then I am a part of the problem. But, you know, just being able to identify and say, hey, you know, we already got all these things that's holding us back. If I got something that you need, I'm not going to hold on to it so, so tight. Yeah. And I and adopting the idea that it's enough for everybody to eat. I think you know? that uh, having these types of conversations and debunking those stereotypes or, or finding out for the people that are like that, what's behind it i think that's what will help us to be more united mm-hmm. you know it's not everyone it's not everyone that's like that that's the narrative that other people push I'm not saying that you are but i hear a lot of people say that you know they mention crabs in the bucket yeah but i'm like you know who put us in the bucket who put us in this position where we have no choice but to claw you know we didn't do this <laughs> we didn't want to be like this but they put us in a position where that's our only choice and we have to remember why we got to this place yeah. so that we can remember, okay, you know what? I'm not going to let my fear and my experience and the things the that they that did to oppress dealt, us make me say, screw you. But, <laughs> I don't, I'm thinking about yeah. me because that's all I can afford to think about. You know, for those that are like that, we have to have these conversations so you can remember that we're not, you know, we're not all against each other. For like, years we have been... Oh, you know, life give you lemons, make lemonade. We've mm-hmm. been getting lemons forever. Yeah. But we have to, you know, unfortunately, but I think that's, that's, um, that speaks to the power that we have mm-hmm. as a culture. The, 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 even though we are told we're inferior, the superiority that we have over others, if we just mm-hmm. play into that. And like you said, having more conversations yeah. like this. And the blessing is that, these conversations are happening, you know, things like buying black and, you know, helping, you know, it's a conversation now. And I think that goes towards the generation that we're in now, Mm -hmm. you know, kids and and the the generation that's coming up now are way more conscious of, you know, these type of things and these type of oppressions. And they're Mm -hmm. speaking now. And I feel like the, the history is circling back where it used to be like, you know, we were protesting and speaking yeah. out and, and saying what was on our mind and doing all that. It became a time where we weren't doing any of that. We just, yeah. I'm just going to play this game till I can get through. Yeah. And now the generation is coming back around just like fashion. <laughs> you yes. know, it's coming right back around to, you know, we woke, we this, we that, and all yeah. that, you know. It, it keeps coming around because, you know, when we... There was a point where we had to fight just to be treated like a human being. So we got tired. We, you know, when you get pushed so far, you react Mm -hmm. and, and we reacted and then they had to make change and then everybody was comfortable. And once everybody got comfortable, then things started, you know, stirring up again. And then we have to protest again. Then we have to fight. You know, that's, that's what we've been going through, um, Black people get comfortable because we've we've been here. You know, we're not just migrating from other countries. We've been here going through this. So we have gotten complacent Mm -hmm. and we forget that, you know, those people still exist. Those oppressors still exist. So we have to, we got to work twice as hard together, you know. I think I posted that the other day too. and, And that's something that we are adopting now 
not adopting, but, you know, coming back to an understanding that nothing good happens in a comfort zone. You know, we got to step outside of ourselves um, to make things happen and make things work. And, you know, I'm really appreciating the videos that I'm seeing and the influencers. And I think with social media and the things that, you know, uh, the way that technology is set up now, you know, it's just um, easier for us to speak out. Yeah. Um, And that's good. And I think things are changing for the yeah. better. And, and I hopefully think we, we stay in this zone where we ain't yeah. <laughs> comfortable. We gotta you start know. focusing on the positive people that are out there doing just mm-hmm. what they say we aren't. You know, like, uh, what's her name? Super? Super Sin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she, she took everybody with her. Yeah. You know, and she's always, you know, shouting out and marketing for yeah. people. And I said that all the time, like, um, that's one thing that I hated just being in the acting industry and mm-hmm. entertainment that, you know, we always feel like we have to climb each other and we mm-hmm. reaching for the top to try to get to the top and we should be, you know, reaching to the side of us and, and going up together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really hard to, to get anywhere because once people get there, they act like they don't know you no more. Especially and I said, when there's one role. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> you know, when I, if I was in a position to, make somebody else's dream come true or whatever yeah. like by just posting their name mm-hmm. my god i would do that on a daily no these you are know? simple things yeah you know and i think like it's a human stuff, issue sharing like yeah on, man. i, I want to point out that i think this is a human issue i i don't like when people really believe and not speaking to you just in general because you know i'm out here listening and watching people but you know people really believe that these um, things are specific to our race. I, I'm sure you would think that because you're black, everybody mm-hmm. around you is black. That's all you see. So you really believe that there aren't people in who are maybe white that are trying to tear people down that, you know, don't want to let you get what I get. They don't even want to tell you what kind of perfume they're wearing, where they got their <laughs> outfit from. You think that a job they may not keep to themselves. That's a human thing, mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, you know, I, I really wish that, you know, as people, and as uh, you know, within our community, especially, we would do more. That is the smallest thing you can do. Yeah. Share, like, you know, people will look at it, probably laugh at it, and then and keep go it right moving. Why? Oh my god! If we could just <laughs> like and share each other's stuff, and we all just go viral, then we wouldn't have no problem. Yes. And then you know what? I can't stand when people try to make light of it. Like it's just Facebook. It's not a no. robot. It's you. That's yeah. your page, your feelings. Yeah. You know, you're doing this. So and we've already seen something. the power of social media and we've seen the power of, you know, doing those type of things and sharing those type of things. Like justice has been served because right. of things like this. You know, people have lives have changed because yeah. of things like this. So it's not just, you know, take the time. And I've been, I, I've had to practice what I preach myself because mm-hmm. I've pass up stuff I mean, scrolling through so fast but i've really made a conscious decision now to when you see let it. me make sure that i like this let yeah. me make sure if i like it i share it you know whatever to help somebody else out yeah you know so i mean that's what you're there to do yeah. network be social be supportive yeah and it's the easier way to do it. It's the quickest way to do it. You don't have to show up no weapon no gas in your car it's the easiest way to be a friend Amen. So do it. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. 
we started from the bottom now we're here now that's my favorite video um we hope you like this episode let us know what you thought about it on our instagram twitter facebook even email us at info at com. let us know what you think what are some of your experiences with races and entitlement uh your pet peeves about it anything hit us <laughs> up we'll talk to you next week shout it <laughs> Bye. Bye.